Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. This is Talking Tourism. I'm Rachel Williams. I'm happy to be here today as your host for this program. Every fortnight, the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania will be bringing you conversations with the brightest minds in the tourism industry. Each episode will be dealing with a specific tourism-related topic with tips and advice that hopefully will help you improve your tourism business. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Greg Freeman, who's built a strong career in technology, account management and marketing. Good morning to you, Greg. Morning, Rachel. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And your good self? Good, thank you. Very good. Excellent. Now, you are the state or the Tasmanian manager for Expedia. I am, yep. Tell us a little bit about what that role involves. Uh, It's quite a big role. So for the last four years, uh, my job has been predominantly to work closely with uh, accommodation providers across the state, ensuring that they get the absolute best out of Expedia and all of our many different brands that we operate um, to grow their business. Now, we're going to be getting some tips from you about getting the most out of your OTA partnership. Now, I had to inquire, what does an OTA stand for? Perhaps your best place to advise all the listeners today about what an OTA actually is for those that don't know. Sure. So the uh, OTA is an acronym that's used for an online travel agent, um, essentially representing us and, and a range of other providers that help you book your travel online. And so you're in charge of basically attracting people to Tassie. What a hard job you must have, given the popularity it's experiencing at the moment. It's um, it's been incredible the last few years. It's it's very popular with the domestic and international travellers now as well. Um, so it hasn't been exactly hard, but it has been a great great role. So you're, um, I think you said UK born via New Zealand, now living in Melbourne. <laughs> what do people give you feedback on most about when they visit Tasmania? Uh, just how beautiful. Uh, the whole state is. It's, it's very rugged and um, a, a lot of walking and things like that, but also the people um, and just how welcoming everybody is here. Okay. So tell us a little bit about why an OTA partnership is really important. My understanding is that businesses employ you instead of using their own marketing budget. You're the, the one-man shop that, that does it all for them. Explain that a little bit. Exactly. So when you um, take part with a, a partner with an OTA or Expedia, for example, um, we give you the ability to connect with millions of different travellers. Um, so Expedia, on a monthly average, gets over seven hundred million visitors, um, and on top of that, we have over ninety million different uh, members. So as a, a two or three or four bedroom property or a hundred room property, um, your ability to access those guests is a lot harder than ours. Um, so really, utilising that connection is is what we here to do. So apparently about 21% of bookings go via OTA channels. That's pretty significant. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, It's one of the biggest channels now um, and growing much faster than all the others as well. So say I'm a um, small business in Tasmania. I run a small hotel with 10 rooms. Why should I trust my business to someone like yourself or any other OTA? I guess because of the way that we structure our business relationship, um, essentially we don't make any revenue or any profit unless you are. Um, there's no subscription fees. There's nothing like that. It is um, a compensation-based, if you're earning profit, then so are we. Um, and it's our, in our best and vested interest to make sure that we're bringing more and more people to the state. 
do you find some smaller businesses are worried about giving handballing off that that task? Yeah. What do course. they worry about? Um, I think it's trusting somebody else with their business and, and what they love and and um, that's going to be hard for anybody. So for me, it's about meeting them face to face and getting to know them and getting to know what they really want. Um, and also their goals as well, because everybody has different um, targets for their business. So you've got a history in technology and marketing. Yep. What are the keys to success in terms of entwining both of those for tourism? Um, tourism is actually a lot more straightforward than what I originally thought. I had no training. I had nothing when I came into working for Expedia. And, um, we, okay, what was your background? <laughs> the background for me was um, – uh, as I said, FMCG. So it's essentially I was a cheese salesman uh, managing a, a sales team around New Zealand. Um, and then I built my own website and app, uh, much like Manulog, um, when I was 22. Sounds delicious. I love cheese. <laughs> it was amazing. And every week you'd get um, a huge amount of cheese to take home. Uh, but so this I, is a much healthier job for your for your body. <laughs> especially considering I'm lactose intolerant, yes. Um, but it's essentially when you're looking at attracting more people to your property, there's really simple steps to make sure um, it's being seen, it's interacting with these guests, um, and just using the knowledge and the information on hand um, to to the best of your ability. Um, you know, you're, it's hard running a property to really understand the market and understand those um, intricacies of what's actually coming into Tasmania, and that's where we come in. And a lot of people like to be able to do everything themselves, think that they're good enough at everything to be able to do it appropriately. Yeah. Is that something you're trying to, to change that thinking, I suppose? Of course. When I was running my own business, um, the most important thing that I remember being told was never spend too much time working in your business to work on it. Um, and I think when you're looking at a, a smaller property where um, there's one or two people literally doing everything from running, running the front desk to cleaning the rooms to you know, buying stock, you don't have time to, um, to do everything that, that you need to. And so it's, it's important to take advantage of people who are there to help you. And so Run me through what would happen when I first meet you. How how would it work, Greg? What would you come into my business? What would you do? What would you suggest for me in terms of ensuring that I were, was going to receive more bookings from tourists? Uh, well, the first thing is obviously have a coffee and a chat and see um, where your business sits at the moment because everyone's at a different level. But uh, then we'd go into your goals and aspirations for that business. You know, Do you want uh, weekend travellers? Do you want midweek? Do you want corporate uh, do you want people who are going to stay five days? Everybody wants people who are going to stay five days. It's much simpler. Um, and really digging into that. And then my job is to go, what's happening in the market and what's available to you? Um, and then we cover off some really simple things. So making sure that all of your information on all of your websites is up to date. Um, people love knowing about breakfast and Wi-Fi and parking and things like that. And then the second stage will be looking at um, still your content, but also your images um, I can guarantee you that you've never bought a car without looking at the photos or taking it for a test drive. Um, booking a holiday is exactly the same. And when you're looking at online, the only differentiation between you and the property next door is what the guests can see. Um, so making sure those photos are really engaging and impactful. I'm a, I'd have no idea how many listings would be on Expedia. Can you give me a rough idea of how many people the average yeah. Joe Blow is competing against for that tourism dollar? Well, worldwide, Expedia works with 1.1 million properties and then also $1.8 million vacation rentals. So that's the shack down the road and 
um, that you, know, you lease out during the week because you're not using it. Um, there is a lot of properties that you're competing with. And within Tasmania, we're over a thousand properties, um, not including vacation rentals. So making an impact huge yep. to get that competitive advantage. Exactly. And Tell me a little not- bit more about how you'd go about doing that. Uh, it's about, it's pretty straightforward. Our system within Expedia tells you exactly what you need to do. So, um, if you log into Partner Central, you can have a look at the photos that guests are looking at regularly. Um, and the ones that you're missing out, you get alerts to say, look, people are looking for what the bathroom looks like. You don't have any photos of that bathroom. Um, and then you can take it and upload it within that system and it takes all of two minutes. Um, I quite often do that for a lot of my partners and some of them, the really want the ones that are really hungry for that, um, you know, boost the visibility, they do it themselves. And targeting high value guests, is that a big request from people that ask for your help? Of course, yes. So when we talk about high value guests, they're the ones who stay longer. Um, They book three months in advance. Um, They want breakfast and they want other things that you offer at the property like upgrades and things like that. So targeting them is the same as targeting other guests and it's really drilling down to what they're looking for. When you're looking at long-staying guests, they're looking for different kind of amenities like kitchenettes or balconies or um, things like that. So what's the market looking like at the moment? We've had an unprecedented boom, especially here in Tasmania, but right around the country. Yeah. Tourism's a huge, huge business. What's the trend looking like? Uh, the trends are pretty interesting in Tassie. I think we've had for the last four years, it's been one of our fastest growing markets in Australia. Um, obviously with new properties coming on board and the likes of Hobart, we've seen a shift in, in pricing and, and who's coming into the state, but now we're actually seeing a really healthy increase in international visitors. Um, Tasmania's long been a, a destination for Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, we're seeing a really good increase from the US, the UK, China, Singapore, and all of these guests pay more than the, the average domestic traveller as well, which is welcome. And I know there was a huge push when the Chinese market exploded yep. in um, in Tasmania in particular about providing those visitors with um, the information that they needed and the you know the elements of their culture to make it a more cohesive stay for them. Do the businesses who do that well, do they get the results at the end of the day? Yeah, I think for the likes of Expedia, we already operate in those languages. Uh, we have over 40 that we work with currently. And so when I first started working with properties, it was really refreshing to see that, you know, a lot of their manuals and information in the properties was already being translated into Mandarin and other languages like that. Um, and when you look at it, if you were to put yourself in a guest shoes and you were to go to um, China for a holiday, how much more welcome would you feel if you knew that all of that information you critically needed when staying was in English? Um, so putting yourself in that guest perspective is really key. And I think it's a really good thing that Tessie's already done. And from some of these Tasmanian businesses that you've worked with, what feedback have they given you about the ones who have been proactive with that? In terms of the- in terms of their own elements of improving their own um, language barriers and, and helping them with, you know, uh, a menu that's in English yeah. and then in, in Chinese as well or Japanese or, or whichever language they, they choose to put in. I mean, the benefit's definitely there for the business, um, you know, having those guests and the when guests are in house and they don't have to um, keep asking these questions and things like that, of course, they're going to come back and visit again. And that's the other key thing to remember is um, cost of acquisition for guests is really, really high. Um, So if you are going to get a guest to come back because they've already stayed and they know that you're going to look after them, that's key. And I know that you've had a career obviously in the technology area and it can be scary for some people, especially uh, older 
people and I'm not being rude there and I count myself in that group too because I'm a little bit hopeless. But how important is it to have that embrace, embracing of technology because it's only going to continue to evolve? Yeah, I think uh, two years ago I did a, a session here at TICT conference about um, this disruption of technology within the industry, um, and that's going to continue, and we've seen it continue already. Expedia, for example, every um, it's every 24 minutes we make about a, a thousand different changes on the website, um, and that can be anything from a line moving to an image placement. Um, technology is a behemoth and it is scary, even for myself, uh, being in the industry. Um, but it's just important to ask, you know, I'm here to make sure that we can ensure our, our partners know what they're doing and they know the system. Um, but also take the time to work through the system itself. Um, from channel managers to OTAs, they're all different programs and, and systems. Um, so just making sure that you play around with things and, and change things. I say quite often to my partners, there's nothing that they can do within our website to break things that I can't fix. So give it a go. <laughs> I'm going to get your number after this. <laughs> that could be very handy at home for me. Um, so there's nothing stopping someone who uses an OTA from still doing things the traditional traditional way, is there? No, of course not. So um, I think when you're looking at OTAs, we're part of a pie. So you have direct bookings, you have wholesale, you have um, us in a number of different channels. Uh, I think if one property was to rely wholly on an OTA or even one OTA, um, there would be concern. You can't rely fully on one. So making sure that you're still utilizing those other methods, you know, properties who have their own website and direct booking channels, great. They work with travel agents, even better. Um, they have a wholesale connection or group bookings, excellent. Uh, it's just about making sure that each of those pieces is bringing you what you need. And as far as just going back to that technology area, um, people need to continue to improve that element. Like you've mentioned about websites, they're imperative. Of course, yeah. So I often look at my my partner's websites. Um, more often than not, they haven't been changed in 10 years. They uh, don't have different languages. The functionality or the, the booking method is very archaic. And as soon as a guest looks at that, they will pull out of that and go to an OTA. Okay, so give me three key tips. Pass on all of your information in three areas. <laughs> Summarize four years in three, three sets, um, sentences. Look, I think, as I said before, uh, it's really key um, to be seen. Make sure all of your content is up to date. You've got all your rooms and information there. If a guest doesn't see it and understand it, they're not going to book it. Um, the second one would be to actively interact with your guests. Um, send them a booking confirmation or confirm their check-in time. And then when they're on site, make sure that they are fully looked after. Uh, they're actually 40% more likely to return if they've been interacted with and feel like they've been heard. Um, and then following up from that, respond to public reviews. Um, that's what everybody looks at before they book. So really respond to those in a positive, professional manner. That's it. Don't in enter into an argument with no, them. No, goodness no. And, um, yeah, make sure that it's a professional exchange and um, – acknowledge if there's a problem and say thank you very much for letting us know we'll take that on board or just thank them for staying um, and then finally would be to utilize your OTA relationships talk to us get the information that you need from us um, because we're the ones who have a lot of that market intel well and you said 21 percent of bookings from OTAs what would you envisage that growing to or 
what's your what's your desire for that to grow to? <laughs> um, look, I think it's a, it's a very healthy percentage, but it will continue to grow as more and more guests understand that we have um, such a wide breadth of of connections within the market. Um, if you were to stay in Las Vegas, you wouldn't go and search indiv- each individual hotel, and the same can be said for any market, and that's why we exist. Um, I'm not going to predict what that will grow to, but I know it will continue. So people are very time poor, aren't they? They just want something quick and easy. (laughs) Everybody is, yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. Greg Freeman from Expedia, certainly giving us some tips for especially small tourism businesses about how to be seen and manage their content and uh, get the most out of their OTA partnership. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you have got some valuable information out of our conversation. Um, If you have enjoyed today's show, please tell your tourism colleagues to take a listen and we will see you in a fortnight. I'm Rachel Williams. Thank you. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism. 